Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Smooth Burrito. I'm Frank. I'm Trevor. And we have a show all about the PlayStation 5 for you coming up, but I think first we should talk about what's been going on. Uh, so my computer threw a RAM stick yesterday. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. It, 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 it was the worst. Like, I went from... Uh, I guess this segues into what I've been playing, too. I went from playing Red Alert 2 because that Command & Conquer remaster came out, uh, but I knew that I could get the same quality from playing OpenRA with, like, all the shit imported and stuff and just having that configured. Right. But I was really itching to play Red Alert 2, and the only way to get it anymore is by buying Command & Conquer The Ultimate Collection, which is something that's on Origin that... EA essentially sells with no guarantee that everything's going to run well on Windows 10. But then, of course, there's a fan patch. So I applied the fan patch, and I was in the middle of my second uh, skirmish of that, just getting used to things. Suddenly my computer blue screens with a memory error. Oh, no. So it was, and it was right before I had my friend Min coming over, too. So she just had to sit there and watch me diagnose a memory issue for like an hour and a half. Turns oh, yeah, out... The stick that I bought most recently was the one that failed. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it was just because it's a it's a shitty brand. I bought uh, Patriot. Oh, I don't know yeah. if it's just because it's a shitty brand or because like it's it's paired opposite a stick that doesn't match it. So uh, I don't know if there was some sort of weird like voltage thing that fucked with it that it was like being undervolted or some shit i don't know i guess it's possible or it could just be like span. yeah or it could just be like the fact that when i bought that stick memory was a bitch to come by and the only reason i bought patriot instead of my usual brands is because it was the only thing i could find so maybe it came out of the uh reject bucket yeah that's true but anyway uh, not staying away from that brand and I'm on 8 gigs less of RAM, but I still have 20, and that's enough for most everything that I do, so I think I'm just going to probably wait until I get the new machine going. Right. And when do you plan on doing that? I don't know. I need to uh, I need to save up like $1,500. Speaking of get... machines and $1,500, yeah. <laughs> after going um, and in-depth on the last podcast talking about how I can't afford a PC and didn't have a space to put one. I have bought all the parts for a PC and am now building <laughs> one. So, uh, yeah, I, I put $1,500 in my budget and managed to make out pretty well. Uh, hopefully everything everything's supposed to arrive this week. Hopefully everything goes well. I get it built. If everything works properly, should be up and running and back in to PC gaming for the first time in I'd say about six or seven years since I last had like a PC that I gamed on on like a daily basis. So I'm like super excited actually. Oh yeah, that'll be rad. I oh, think yeah. the sad part is that you're spending less on your machine total than I am already having a power supply, graphics card, and storage. What graphics card are you going with? Uh, I'm just like the I, I upgraded my graphics card to a fifty set or fifty seven hundred XT a while back, so I'm just gonna move that into the new machine. 
Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I got I managed to get an RTX twenty seventy super. Um and after tax I was like right under sixteen hundred bucks. Um I only put sixteen gigs of RAM in, but I, I went for faster clock speed on the RAM. And then I managed to get um I went Ryzen, the Ryzen seven uh I believe it was the thirty seven hundred X that I got um for the processor. Yeah, I down so, like I downscaled my dreams from doing a Threadripper build because that was gonna be like three thousand dollars, probably. So right. I'm going I'm going with the Ryzen nine and uh a single stick of 32 gig RAM just to start. I'll probably, I'll toss another one in there just because obviously you want to take advantage of both channels on the board. Right. But yeah, I, I, I went with 16 and figured I could upgrade the RAM later. That would be like the easiest expense to expand upon. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and splurged on the, on the graphics card and the, um and the, processor and then i i mean i didn't really splurge on a processor ryzen 7 is not like top tier or anything but it's definitely like gonna do what i need to get done and then oh, yeah. it's, it's a damn good processor for the price point too and then i i went ahead and um i went ahead and went with like a reasonably priced case i, I got like a nzxt 510 and then I went, um, I had, man, I had a pain getting a motherboard and a processor or power supply unit. Like motherboards have been hiked up everywhere. You can find them. Newegg, Amazon, like I was going for like the just run of the mill, like Tomahawk motherboard that everybody puts in like Ryzen builds. Um, and like it was on back order for months and was raised up to like $300 and that Damn. motherboard should be well under $150. So I was like having a tough time finding a motherboard and a power supply managed to find one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was happy. I was able to get all the parts together and not have to spend a fortune. Yeah, I, that, I think that's the only part I'm not looking forward to is, like, if anything's weirdly on back order or whatever. I think I might buy the board this month and then the other shit next month. Because that'll probably do me. And then I don't, I don't have to change power supplies because my old power supply died, like, a couple months ago and I had to replace it. I think, I think I'm hitting the point with this computer where it's just, like parts are starting to fail because there's a lot of old parts in it. Right. So Yeah, I wanted to start fresh cuz the last PC I had was so so old. Uh I have a GTX 670 in it. Like I said last time, it still does pretty well. Um but I considered taking a couple parts out of it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start fresh. I almost was like at least I'll just take the power supply out, right? Because it's so hard to find a power supply. Um but all the other parts were new parts, so I really just wanted to have a fresh build. Yeah, I am going to migrate. Aside from the stuff that I've bought with, like this year, I'm going to migrate my storage over. Although I think I got that hard drive this year too. But uh, 
two terabyte solid states aren't cheap. So no, yeah, I got a one terabyte, um, and it, I mean it was it was a lot cheaper than one terabyte was last time I built a PC. But oh yeah, they've definitely gone down in price quite a bit. It still still wasn't cheap. Yeah, um, and then I think like I'm gonna clone over. I have two solid states in my computer. There is the main one which has the OS on it, and that is an uh that's like a 120 gig drive okay because it just had the operating system on it and like everything else was dedicated to a spinner that i then cloned over to that two terabyte solid state right so i think i'm just gonna like i have a dislike of reinstalling everything and getting everything up to snuff and i don't want to migrate over so i'm probably just going to ghost over everything like that, that that isn't going to be on the same drive. Like I'm just gonna ghost my uh my one twenty gig OS drive over to like the M two drive that I'm gonna put in. Yeah, I wanted man, I remember when it was so like when I could just go to Micro Center or whatever, pick all my parts off the shelf and just like go home and build a computer. Um, but unfortunately not we're not in a position to do that right now with covid being a thing which is probably why a lot of things are like on back order yeah at the moment because everybody is using new egg and amazon to buy all of their parts and shit so i assume that has a lot to do with why i was such having such a hard time finding stuff i was not anticipating that i was like yeah i get to build a pc i'll just order everything i need and honestly last time i like built one out online uh, and my cart was like a month ago and it was fine. Like nothing was hiked up in price. Everything was easy to find. I could find whatever model of whatever part I wanted and it was not sold out. And that is not the case now. <laughs> I literally spent like two or three days trying to get that shit together. Yeah, it's, it sucks. But at least you're going to have everything together now. I'm excited, man. I'm really excited about it. Just in time for those free Epic Game Store games. Oh, yeah. Oh, I keep, yeah. <laughs> I keep getting those, even though I don't really use the Epic Store for much, but, like, unlike a lot of people... Is, it's um, a new thing. It's going to be a new thing for me. Yeah. yeah. Unlike a lot of people, I already had the Epic Launcher installed because, like, you need it to do Unreal Dev. Yep. So... It's not a big deal for me to fire that thing up and get, like, the free game. Right. But, yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, I played a bunch of Command & Conquer, which was just kind of a wild lark after watching that remaster video, because I didn't... I would rather give... Well, first off, I don't want to give EA any money for these games, because I've bought them three times at this point. Yeah, and you don't want to buy a game four times, dude. I mean, three times is one thing. That's semi-acceptable. Four times? No. Especially since it's the same shit that was on the other disc. Like, they didn't. They haven't done anything. I think maybe there's like a glide wrapper included or something to get <laughs> some of the older games to run, kinda. But, like, I think they're re relying a lot on the fan community around these games that has, like, patched them so they'll work on the newer operating systems. But right. 
I didn't want to give them $20 for a remaster of Command and & Conquer and Red Alert, because while I like Red Alert, I played Red Alert 2 for the most part. And also those, like I said, they don't add anything over the open source version that you can get, and then you can still download legally, I might add, the ISOs for Command and & Conquer and Red Alert, because EA made them free and open-sourced all the code, like, a few years ago. And even the remaster source is open-sourced. They have, like, a GitHub page people can contribute to it, and I thought that aspect was cool, but... I would rather give them $20 for all of the games up to Command & Conquer 4, which I haven't played and I heard sucked, but I have it, so I might as well give it a shot. <laughs> then $20 for two games that were released in, what, 1995? Yeah. And honestly, I don't think the remaster graphics look all that, like, amazing. It's like that StarCraft remaster that they did. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I never played it, but I know what you mean. I get the comparison. But yeah. Play a bunch of Command... In terms of Command & Conquer, I don't have a ton of experience with it. Um, but... I do understand its appeal for sure. The old games are old. Like, very. Like, one of the very. big... One of the big deals with this remaster and it having workshop support and shit is that people are, like, implementing pathfinding algorithms that aren't exceedingly stupid and shit, and, like, making it so the AI can actually play without cheating. Right. I mean, which uh, is important. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... I think that the ones that came out around the time StarCraft did, like Red Alert 2, especially Red Alert 2, are still viable games that are extremely good, and I honestly... I I would say I have no idea why the uh, they went with re-releasing the first two over Red Alert 2, except OpenRA, the engine that all of their older games, like the open-source engine that runs all their old shit, is open. So I'm assuming that since they're leaving their, like, remaster open source, they just took the fixes from that and, like, brought them into their thing and then slapped the new graphics over it and, you know, called it a day. Yeah. Because, like, they're not... Unlike a lot of uh, companies that you know, use open source stuff, they're not going to violate the GPL by doing that because their resulting product is still open source. True. So... But yeah, I would love, love, love to see a remaster of, like, Red Alert 2 and Yuri's Revenge. That would be amazing. I think a lot of people would have fun with that. Uh, I think, honestly, at this point, those games hold up a lot better than the older Command & Conquer games in terms of comparisons to, like, StarCraft and WarCraft 3 and that kind of thing. Because that's, like, those were the contemporary releases. Whereas the first Red Alert and the first Command & Conquer were, like, when WarCraft 2 came out. Yeah. But I I don't know. I, I suppose if this remaster sells well enough, like, they have Petroglyph involved, which is a bunch of the old Westwood devs who worked on Command Conquer, so I suppose if this remaster makes the money, they're going to do the later games. And if not, I know the OpenRA people are working on getting the later games up and running, so there's at least going to be an option that doesn't involve, like downloading the collection and then applying a weird fan-made patch to it, although I suppose at that point, like, the open RA route is also as messy, but... Yeah, I true. Guess, I guess my point is, everyone should play Command & Conquer, but it's kind of a bitch to be able to do so. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of is. It's a little intimidating. Yeah, like, I could walk people through it easily, but you have to walk them through it. Yeah, exactly. It's not... It's not really, like, revealing or intuitive, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It's like loading a game on GOG that, like, they didn't do a good job of. Yeah. But that's basically what I've been playing. I can't really... I don't think... Yeah, I haven't really been playing anything else. How about you? Uh, so I've been playing a few things. Um, so I've I've been trying to replay The Last of Us uh, in preparation for the sequel that comes out Friday next week. Um, I very much enjoyed that original game, and I am very much looking forward to the sequel. I have not played The Last of Us since it came out, which was about seven, eight years ago. So um, I have like an interesting dynamic with this game now as i'm playing it because like before when i initially played it i was single i was like I believe i was in college about to finish college maybe somewhere around there and now i'm married with a daughter and so like the a lot of the things that i didn't really understand or had an issue with in terms of the main protagonist and some of the things that happened through the game, I honestly can sympathize with a little bit more and kind of understand on a different level. It's weird that like a story in a video game can kind of um, manage to do that, but I appreciate it in a completely different way now as I'm playing it than I did before, which is quite interesting. I did not anticipate that, uh, like coming into replaying this i really just wanted to catch up on the story but it it has been like a different gameplay experience for me um having being at a different place in my life now than i was when i initially played it uh there's a lot of controversy around what happens and like i'd say in the middle and kind of the third act and definitely at the ending of that game so uh it'll be interesting you know when i come around to that part those parts to kind of see uh see how those things are portrayed kind of in a different light being in a different place right now uh i'm also playing apex legends quite a bit as like my just chill and play some game game i guess is what it is like i could just you know listen to a podcast or something and like play apex for a while i've been playing that a lot uh, i liked it when it came out I've been getting back into it, so that's been fun. Really just kind of anticipating... uh, Like, I was trying to get into a first-person shooter that wasn't, like, Call of Duty or freaking Fortnite or something. I just wanted to get into, like, an FPS uh, because I haven't played, like, a new one in a while. So Apex was the one I went with. I do want to play Doom Eternal, but I want to wait to play that on PC. So... Yeah, I'd say that's the best choice. Yeah, I'm going to hold off on Doom Eternal until I get my computer. Uh, Oh, that reminds me. Uh, I did also try and then flush the Warhammer Space Hulk first-person shooter, which, like, I got it for a good price, so it's not like I wasted a bunch of money on it. I got it for, like, $15. But 
I was really excited for that game, and it ended up being dog shit. Really? Yeah, it, uh, it was interesting. Like, it, there's no jumping, there's no agility, because you're in, like, you're in Assault Terminator armor, if you're not, I don't know how familiar you are with Warhammer, but, like... A little bit, yeah, I played, I played a couple Warhammer games, but never really got, like, not, like, a hardcore Warhammer fan, I haven't played a ton of them. Yeah, but you're essentially a walking refrigerator. And yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> this will be cool. I'll just be like, you know, mowing, mowing people down with power overwhelming, yada, yada, yada. And essentially what happened repeatedly is I would get overrun by Tyranids, who are basically Zerg. Like, just overrun by a bunch of enemies whose only AI is to just run at you. Right. And there would be, like, whether or not the encounter was stupidly easy and involved holding down the mouse button or difficult was down to the random chance of them spawning enemies that explode when they get close to you. <laughs> and it it, fe- it felt like there's enough competency there to where that game could be good. Like, it looks nice. It has mechanics. It uh, It could work. But it's just not there. Like, it's just not, it's not all the way baked. And honestly, I think that's a lot of issue that, uh, or I think that's an issue that a lot of Warhammer games have, just by nature of the fact that it feels like they just toss out ideas, like, give the license to whoever, toss out a game real quick. If it happens to snag, then they do a sequel that's actually more fleshed out. But yeah. that one definitely did not do it for me. I think. I am going to try that old Space Marine game that originally came out on, like, the 360, and there's a PC port of. I remember that. Yeah. Apparently that's pretty fun, and more in line with what I might be looking for. Yeah, I do remember that one, actually. I didn't. Pl- I played it a little bit. I didn't play it much, but I do remember it. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's interesting that you what you were saying about, like, The Last of Us kind of... You know, you you taking it differently, being a father now, and also just, like, playing that game during an actual global pandemic. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I mean, it it is completely different that playing that game right now, for me anyway. Uh, especially, like, I'm in the hot spot of the pandemic in New York City, so, like, I saw the worst of it when it was pretty bad here. And then also you know, having my daughter now and like kind of seeing things a little bit differently and under like kind of understanding where some of the directions, the story and the writers were going in that I didn't really understand before uh, that I didn't really like, why would they do this or why would they go in this direction or why would they develop this character this way really didn't really sit with me. The last of us, the first time I played it, one of my all-time favorite games, I ended up loving it. It's up there. In terms of like story-driven games, it's one of my favorites. I like it a lot better than Uncharted uh, in terms of what Naughty Dog does. But now I'm like kind of liking it even more and in a completely different way and understanding the depth of the storytelling on like kind of a completely different level. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, I, I like I, I like revisiting certain pieces of media throughout my life. Like, honestly, I think I'm due for a reread of the Scott Pilgrim books. 
But yeah. Because Definitely. those, like, I, I read those, like, I read those when I was coming out of high school, and then I read them when I was going, uh, like, like probably mid-college, and then I read them when I was coming out of college, and they affected me differently, and I got different things out of them every time, so it's always interesting when you can do that. Yeah, for sure, I agree. But if that's enough of the shop talk, are we ready to talk about the PS5? The nitty-gritty. Let's uh, do it. I figure we should probably start with the console first, which, uh, elephant in the room, this thing looks like shit. Yeah, I don't like it. It, it looks like someone took a piece of poster board and wrapped it around, uh, my external hard drive. The memes are great. But, the memes I mean, are great. <laughs> I'm absolutely loving the memes for this thing. Um, if I literally... get one, I am absolutely, like, getting a cardboard cutout Kaiba head and sticking it on top. First of all, it's so fucking big dude it's yeah big. yeah man this is like like if we if we assume which you know we know for a fact because people have done hands-on with it at this point but if we assume that like the ps5 controller is the same size as the ps4 controller this thing is like roughly the size of the original ps3 and i've done i've seen scales online using like the disc drive in comparison to like other consoles and other generations including the xbox series x and xbox one and ps4 etc it's huge dude it's like the biggest console ever by like it's a large big market. and big is back <laughs> and big is bad <laughs> <laughs> i do want to say that i'm surprised they went in this direction i feel like they're trying to aim it remind it it looks like alienware design console yeah the white and like the lights there and then like the sharp edges and the curves i i hate all of it i also I, feel like they made they intentionally made a console that it's impossible to put shit on top of oh yeah yeah they did that at first it wasn't clear if you could stand it up and and set it on its side they made that clear later that you can turn it over and it comes with this base stand or whatever and you can set it on the side on that. Um, it looks just as bad. I, I just don't understand the design direction here. First of all, this white, white being the default color, I automatically hate that. It's going to be such a pain in the ass to keep clean. Second oh, of all, yeah. consoles over time gather dust in their vents. It just happens. Um, and it looks like the vents are on the front of the console where the lights are, and I just have a feeling that's going to look really bad. It's also that design where, like, the vents are recessed inside the body of the machine. Yep. Which, is, it's like a double dust trap at that point. Yeah, I, it does, it looks like they went too futuristic, too sci-fi on this. Like, I wrote, I wrote an article for the game fanatics about how it was a little bit let down by the event. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, but I basically said that it look, it basically looks like what I imagine a console would look like in a movie that came out in the nineties, but was yeah. set in year 2020 and probably in space. Yeah. that Xenon TV movie that was on the Disney channel. Yeah. Like if they were playing a PlayStation, this is what that PlayStation would look like in that movie to me uh i no one wants this in their living room it just 
I mean, I guess somebody probably does. Somebody are... probably does, but like, like, just looking at this photo that I have of it in front of me, it's an eyesore. It is. I'm not. I'm. I'm not really much of a uh, design critique person when it comes to shit that I own. Like, I have a mishmash of various monitors and a beige keyboard and speakers sitting in front of me right now. Like, I don't really care how a thing looks. Uh, if it does stuff that I want to do, but oof! And you're trying to encourage me to get buy in your ecosystem over just continuing to play shit on PS uh, on PC. Yeah, this is not okay. This this design <laughs> of this this design of this console is bad. And I remember when they showed the controller at first, I hated it. I was like in the minority too. I told all my friends I didn't like it, and everybody was like, "I don't know what you're talking about. It's amazing. It's so cool." And I, like, just didn't get it. I didn't like it. And then it grew on me. I was like, okay, this controller looks pretty cool. I like it. And then they showed the console, and they were like, I was like, yeah, this is not going to grow on me. I don't like this. Like, I absolutely do not like the design of the PlayStation 5. I think it is very ugly. It, does, yeah. it, looks, like, it looks like a toy to me, and I'm an adult. It, and it I, looks... And the price point of this thing is not going to emulate that of a toy. So. Oh man, that's that's a that's where the question marks lie. I've seen a lot of people have various opinions. I think that both of these consoles are going to unironically cost five hundred ninety nine U S dollars. I yeah, can't I see so. with the features that they're trying to do and like the graphics, the level of fidelity they're tr they're at least saying they're trying to push. I can't see them not doing that uh, unless they lost lead the shit out of these things to where they're literally taking three hundred dollars on the chin every time they sell one dude it's gotta it's gotta be i feel like they'd still be lost leading at 600 on these things how do you feel about the fact that this is going to have a skew with no disk drive in it yeah uh i think that's okay i have no problem with that at all i mean i, I build my pc without a disk drive i i i have a completely digital switch i don't care about discs and physical media to be completely honest i know that I, there are tons of people that do care about that, so it's good they have both. But if it was me, I would happily just buy the all-digital version if they persuaded me to do so in some way, shape, or form. If they were like, the all-digital version is cheaper. It's the it same have to be. without a disk drive. I'd be like, cool, done. Buy my my two questions for that are, or for this are, A, what's the price difference? Because if it's anything south of $100, you are not convincing me. B, is there a USB disk drive that I can plug into this thing if I want to run physical media later? Because the thing about the Switch and the thing about your PC is that, like, I have a Blu-ray drive I can plug into my PC if I want to run shit. I can get, like, stuff off of USB drives into my PC. There's inroads for physical media into my PC. Same with the Switch. Like, I buy a lot of games digitally on Switch, but... If their servers went down for some reason, I could waltz into... Well, I can't waltz into my local GameStop, but I could get a Switch cart and plug it in and still play my games. Right. Like, I don't... Then you also have to deal with what's the online validation for this thing going to look like. Do I have to yeah. worry about, like, you know, stuff getting yanked from the store, which Sony already doesn't have the best track record with? I don't... And I feel like a hypocrite because most of my video games are digital, but like I don't like the idea of a digital only console. It's just 
it's too outside of the expected norms for me. I like um, to have the option, and like you said, if it's south of a hundred bucks, like I yeah. like to have the option for physical media. So if and I imagine they said it's going to be a four K Blu Ray player, so like that. That too. That's a big loss. Like, it, like it because. If you have a 4K, t- if you have the setup to take advantage of the specs this thing has, just in terms of like home entertainment, like you're gonna want that disc drive because you're the type of guy to have the nice 4K TV and like the Dolby surround sound, whatever setup to be able to take K- uh, take advantage of the 4K Blu-ray player in here. Right. I would totally take advantage of a 4K Blu-ray player in there. I would. So I'm sitting here thinking, though, at launch, like, one sitting at 450 or 500 and one sitting at 600, and the only difference is a 4K Blu-ray drive. I I just have a hard time being like, yeah, 100, 150 bucks makes it worth it. And I feel like the all-digital version is there because this console is going to cost $600. Yeah, yeah. they, they They want a cheaper version. They're Not totally the just like grinding off the edges of whatever they can because like if the, if it doesn't have a disk drive, they also and they did this with the PS4 too, where you had to have an internet connection to watch Blu-rays on it out of the box. I think they might have done away with that with later versions, but at least initially because. Not having Blu-ray capability means that they don't have to pay the Blu-ray licensing consortium. Which, even though that's still Sony and, like, other people, that's A, a different arm of Sony, and you know how atomized corporations can be, and B, they'd also have to pay the other people involved in that, that license. Yeah. So even if it's just, like, a fucking nickel, like, they'll save money out the door. I also want to know what this means for backwards compatibility, if you can put your PS4 disc in there and play it. That's a big question. Then, of course, I'm going to buy the one with the disk drive. But I, I think if they also... Um, I was thinking about what makes this different from Steam. And it comes down to Steam. Yes, a lot of... Like, all those games are digital, and technically they could be pulled out from under me at a moment's notice. But I get a lot of those games on deep discount. I don't usually oh, buy new stuff immediately at launch. Sony's got better about this. Yeah, with... if they if they are good, like if their ecosystem is like having those types it's, of sales all the time and shit, I could see it's getting there. I I would say like once a week I go into the PlayStation Store, they have a deals tab. There's constantly some sort of sale going on, like all the time. Some of them are shit, but sometimes you'll go in there and like there will be solid games for half price. Yeah, and there's also, but, like, with Steam, there's also the uh, more interesting stuff of, like, you know, Humble Bundle. And, and, you know, just getting random Steam keys off of Fanatical and getting lucky. And, like, both those avenues to where you could get games for pennies on the dollar don't really exist in the console ecosystem. But, you know, we'll see how this bears out. Yeah. I think we should move on to the games. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to be here forever and keep talking about this weird turtleneck-looking motherfucker. (laughs) There's a fucking lot of games that they showed. Uh, And one of the things, and I want to start off, like, with one of the reasons why I was disappointed with the console reveal, whatever, gameplay reveal, whatever they had here. 
uh, was that this felt like an event for a console we already knew everything about. This felt like an event for a console where we already saw the UI, we already saw the boot up screen, we already knew about the new UI and new functionalities they put into the console itself. For me, what sells a new console is the new features. Like, does it have new streaming feature integration? Does it have better party chat? Does it have third party app integration? What does the UI look like? Uh, what are it, what does this console do to improve my like day to day experience in playing video games, not just the video games, right? So yeah, why why am I going to buy this thing? Uh, yeah, exactly. aside from I want the exclusives. Yeah, so for me, that's what warrants my upgrade. And they still haven't shown any of that. They they, show, uh, they uh, full disclosure, I didn't, watch the, I didn't watch the event. I just kind of uh, caught up on it after it happened. Didn't they lead off with a port of GTA 5? Yes, they did. Holy shit. They said GTA online will be free to play on the playstation 5 and gta 5 will be PlayStation 5. so I, awesome whatever yeah that's uh, cool the, the corpse of uh an online game that wasn't even all that fun to play you know the first two times it got released yeah dude it i think that you know, they did the technical analysis thing during GDC. They did this where they showed a bunch of video games, but they still have this in between that to me is the biggest factor in upgrading to a new console that they have not detailed in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they opened with that GTA 5 thing, and I will say that there were some games here that I was like thoroughly impressed by. Uh, they transitioned into this Miles Morales Spider Man thing, which now has a ton of controversy around it because they basically um, portrayed it as an all new Spider Man sequel, but it's not. It's it a port of the other game with Miles with Morales ex- in it. With an expansion for Miles Morales. Ah, uh, uh, come on, dude. Yeah, so people were up in arms. They did clarify, okay, so it's this in-between. So Infamous Second Son had Infamous First Light, which was an expansion on Infamous Second Son, but it was sold separately as an in, like as a, as a self-contained product. And then Uncharted 4 Lost Legacy was also an expansion to Uncharted 4, which was sold also by itself as like its own self-contained product so like this is going to be that whereas they're finding this like justification in it to me it's an expansion that's going to be like eight hours long instead of like 25 hours long and it's i think that it was dirty of them to kind of portray it as an all-new game and their like broadcast or whatever that they had that and you had to ask yourself and actually uh CD Projekt Red had a quote that is relevant to this. Like, are they so? Say I already bought Spoderman on PS4. Are am I going to get some sort of discount? Can I buy the extra content separately and just play that, or do I have to shell out sixty bucks for a game that is only a third new just because it's yeah. on the new shiny box? Like, CD Projekt Red had a quote that came out that was like, "No one should have to pay for the same game twice going intergenerationally at this point," which is true. And they said that they're giving anyone who buys Cyberpunk on the X-Bone the Series X upgrade for free. Yeah, and 
Microsoft has touted this smart delivery thing where any game that you have on the Xbox One that is also coming out on the Series X is free, free upgrade. Yeah, this is so, it's like getting the worst version of both. And like, so the advantage of the console was like you didn't have to back in the day, at least you didn't have to worry about making the mistake of, oh, this is the expansion. I need the base game for the most part. I'm sure there's weird outliers, but you know, you buy you buy an N64 cartridge or you buy a PlayStation game, and it was the self-contained unit that just worked. You didn't have to worry about updates. You didn't have to worry about DLC, mostly because that shit didn't exist. But you also didn't have to worry about like this. Uh, you know, this expansion pack exists. I bought that instead of the base game. Now yeah. that is back, except in a worse way, where it's like you buy the base game twice, asshole. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I will say, you know, all that aside, Miles Morales, the Spider-Man trailer they showed looked fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it looked really cool, and I would be excited to play that. Um, But, and I know this is probably not the case for everyone, the next trailer that was shown, which I believe it was the next trailer, if I'm not mistaken, was Gran Turismo 7. And, yo, (laughs) that game looks so fucking good that game looked next gen to me that was like kind of i think that one was the first game i saw where i was like okay i get it like this is that graphical upgrade this is the only game i've seen so far where it didn't look like it could run on ps4 yeah gran turismo has always been about pushing the hardware that's kind of one of the pillar reasons why it exists, and it has this game looks luscious. The, the the reflections are amazing. Everything looks nice. The UI looks like shit. The UI looks like shit. Oh God, does the UI look like shit? <laughs> like <laughs> the menus, I'm... the menus have like cutouts of people, and it looks like I'm taking marketing training back when I worked at the call center. Yeah, the UI didn't look great. I still love the sounds of the UI. <laughs> I like those little details like that um that they put in like to to every single like little sound and then like the music, like the soundtrack and shit. Like Gran Turismo seven is gonna be a great fucking game. And it, it, it really does look it really looks good. Another one I really liked was I'm I'm not a huge fan of Ratchet and Clank, but this Ratchet and Clank rift apart game that was announced was pretty fucking cool this whole rift mechanic looks fun as hell i played the ratchet and clank remake or whatever that they did on the ps4 graphics are great looks amazing i'm sure the same will the case it'll be the same case on the ps5 this rift mechanic though and like how it functions and the moment-to-moment gameplay looks like it was a blast to play it looked very fun I would be definitely down to play that. And I hope they didn't really announce when that was coming out. I don't think I hope that would be like a launch title. Yeah. I hope a lot of this stuff is launched to be honest. We don't even know when this console is coming out, do we? Not a date. Fall 2020 at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's, we know roughly when it's going to be then. Yeah. And then they had, the one of the biggest announcements, honestly, which was the Demon Soul remake from uh, Demon Souls remake from Blue Point Games, the guys who did the uh, remakes for what was it, 
uh, Shadow of Colossus, and they did another remake that I can't think of off the top of my head at the moment. Let me see. They did... Yeah, the the only one I'm seeing. I know there's another big remake they have, but I just can't. I can't find it. But they did the they Demon Souls is being remade by Blue Point Games, and that's a big deal. It the trailer looked great. Demon Souls was a game. I like the Souls games. I couldn't really get into Demon Souls. I went back to try to play it because it it is really fucking punishing. Uh, not just in the combat, but in um the moment-to-moment gameplay and the i mean you die a lot yeah and the, co- the cost of dying is just so substantial in demon souls so much more so than their other games that i found myself replaying the same couple hours of the video game just repeatedly because i was bad at it and so i'm excited to see now that i'm more familiar with souls games I'm excited to give this one a shot. I do wonder if they're going to uh, iron out some of the differences between that game and its, yeah, you know, later spiritual successors. I suppose. You know, yeah. Like, like, are they going to make it more Dark Soulsy? Are they going to have options where you can have the original Demon Souls flavor or Dark Souls flavor? But you know, yeah. all that that remains to be seen. But yeah, that'll be cool. It looks really nice. Yeah, it looks really good. The graphics look amazing. Demon Demon Souls doesn't, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um they showed Deathloop, which we've seen before. It looked fun. I'm moving on past that one because I don't have a lot to say about it. They showed NBA 2K21. They showed uh Sackboy, a big adventure announced. So Sackboy from Little Big Planet is back. It looks Sack like a pretty boy. Media molecule needed to make money after dreams failed. Yep, it looks like um, it looks like it's just a pretty run of the mill 3D platformer. To be completely honest, Hitman Three got a trailer. It was a cinematic trailer, and then 30 seconds of what they call gameplay, which really wasn't gameplay. So we don't know much about it right now. Yeah, we're really stretching the definition of gameplay trailer at this point. Oh, yeah, I know. It's pretty bad. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. That which looks was interesting I, to me. I was really big on that game when it was first announced. After this trailer, I don't know so much that I'm that into it. It, I don't know. It looks like, it looks a little... It's got that first-person point of view, and then the over-the-top horror, and I think it's leaning a little bit more toward action than I'd like. Um, I was kind of hoping for more of a story-driven horror game, and I don't think that's going to be it. Um, Yeah. They show Godfall again. That's like the second or third time that game's been shown. The little taste we got of the startup screen was shown for Astro's Playroom, which it looks like it was like an all-black startup screen. It had the PlayStation logo. It had you hit your home button. That was like the little, 
I think that was a little tease from them um, showing the startup screen for the PS5. That was cool. But I don't really care about Astro Astro's Playroom. I'm not really interested. No, in I, I will look forward to the weird articles about people using it as a talk show and or pornography service. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of games and I'm, I'm you guys like you guys look up the list whatever if you're interested in them there's only a couple more I'm really interested in one of them was uh I can't pronounce it Bridge of the Spirits Kena Kena yeah. Bridge of the Spirits uh action adventure game from Ember Labs that looks fun colorful HDR is probably going to look sick on that, that did, did you watch the trailer for Goodbye Volcano High yeah, I did. What the fuck that is that? Fucking weird, dude. That was a like, fucking weird ass indie game. I I don't like So, the general tenor of the story from what we got out of that trailer seems like it's going to be your standard coming of age whatever, and that's fine. Do a game about that. What is with these designs? Why do they look like this? I feel like I'm in some sort of post-irony Lisa Frank nightmare. Why do they look like this? Yeah, why do they, like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, they look odd. I'm not a fan. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I can't say I'm not a fan yet. And the idea in theory... I'm not a fan of the designs. I think they look stupid as hell. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what you could do in-universe to justify that. To justify that, (laughs) at a point. Uh, I would say the uh, the big the biggest announcement was the New Horizon game. Uh, that game looks sick. That game looks amazing. Uh, Forbidden West, so it's like the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, and it looks really really good. Like that game is another game that and Gran Turismo, where I felt like those look next gen to me. Like those look like an upgrade from whatever the PS4 can put out graphically. So I'm I'm excited for those two. I came away very excited by those two games, but the rest they showed a lot. A lot of them were cool. Those two were the ones that really stood out. You know what really stands out to me just as a whole? Hmm. We have a lot of stuff that is either like released 2021 or doesn't like we're not saying a release window and we don't have any gameplay. So yeah. If this thing's coming out in fall, what's the start lineup going to look like? We kind of touched on this in the last podcast we did. Like, The Xbox Series X is going to have all the backwards compatible shit coming out of the gate. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the games that are set to come out this fall are obviously going to be on PS5 and Xbox Series X. I imagine Sony wants the backwards compatible stuff to be ready to go as well. Yeah. But you got to think one game. They have to have one first party game that's going to come out of the gate. They can't just rely solely on third party to. Oh, absolutely not. Like, and you also have to wonder some of these late PS4 games, like Ghost of Tsushima for one, how many of these are going to end up in like some sort of remastered or otherwise? upgraded version on ps5 down the line Game and when is that going to, yeah goatee or whatever and when is that going to happen 
Because, you know, if they announce that stuff at launch and kind of do a bridge release like Nintendo has done with their Zelda games in the past, I could see that not being the worst idea. Yeah, but... I think it would work. Overall, I was mostly disappointed with the, the reveal thing because oh, yeah. it, 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 more than half the games I wasn't really that into. The console was ugly as hell, and they didn't show any of the new features or any spectacular things about the PS5 itself that would justify an upgrade. Yeah, there's nothing on, like, I, I typically on my list about a console reveal, even the most disastrous one, like the X-Bone reveal back in the day, like, you have one thing that you're hyped for. I don't really have much of anything. I guess GTA, or GTA, I guess Gran Turismo looks cool. And yeah. there are a couple games that look interesting, but they're also third-party games that will probably come out on PC. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely Gran Turismo and Horizon that stood out to me. Other than that, not really, not really that into it. Yeah, my friend Min was hoping for a Bloodborne PC announcement for like the entire weekend that didn't happen. Yeah, Bloodborne's a great game. I'm I'm surprised that they're bringing Demon Souls back rather than like not doing another Bloodborne. Although I I guess since like you know. It's not from doing the Demon Souls remaster, so yeah, it's Blue Point. That's so true. So they could be working on another Bloodborne thing, or you know, another Armored Core. Because give me one of those, I will buy your stupid popped collar console if you give me another Armored Core game. <laughs> I promise. Oh, I promise. Yeah, like I will literally sign a contract stating. I will buy a PS5 if another Armored Core game is released on it. Yeah, I hear you. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Kind of, kind of overall uh, sobering. Uh, yeah. Quick look, I guess. I, I feel like they're kind of behind for when they're releasing too. Like, I feel like yeah. we should have more concrete gameplay and more concrete UI stuff. And like, it's. June going into July, we should have the uh, we should have this in people's hands and you know getting the hands on feedback at this point. I know, and we're just now seeing like run of the mill trailers for games that are coming out for it at some point in time, yeah. Because also at this point, like in other consoles, and granted, I understand why given COVID and shit, this isn't really feasible, but like. They would either have pop-up events where you could get your hands on the console, or it would be at, like, E3 or CES or some other big trade show. Right. So, I don't know. Um, I guess I guess this next console generation on the whole kind of remains to be seen as to whether or not I'll even be interested versus just keeping up with my PC. Yeah, I know what you mean. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But anyway, um, any closing remarks? No, I think I, I think we covered it, man. I, I just that it'll be interesting to see. Xbox has another reveal thing in July that is more gameplay focused. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, definitely, especially after this one, they might do some tailoring to uh, shore up any any similar weak points that they had planned. For sure. I think that's going to be it for us. Uh, we will catch you guys later. Catch you on the flippity flop.